Previously on Finish It, House of Danger. I'm gonna rush these chimpanzees, man. That's nuts. I pull out my pen knife and I swing it around like a crazy person. I also look like an insane puppet that's been brought to life. So those two things combined. The chimpanzees run off because they look up to see where the marionettist is and there's no one up there. And they're like, this is not right. Hi, I'm Matt Yule. Hi, I'm Chris Yule. Welcome to Finish It, the Completionist Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. Every page, every ending, every book, every... (laughs) thing I ate today is still inside of me. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I had a muffaletta (laughs) sandwich. And when we picked it up from the place, uh, the guy who runs the, the restaurant... Because, uh, you know, they're doing takeout and stuff real safe. Yeah. And he was like, uh, are you ready to have meat sweats? Meat sweats? Like, Did he say that? Yeah. We're like, yes. Uh, and I only had half my sandwich so far. I will eat the other half of the sandwich before 5 a.m. tonight, probably. I didn't I didn't totally need an update on whether or not your food from today was still in you or not. But I guess it is. here we are. It's uh, What time is it there? 2 a.m. Okay. So, hmm. It's been solidly... Th- 13 hours. Well, let's just take a moment to say goodbye to all the people who tried this episode as their first episode. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Oh, they're gone. Nope. Yep, they're gone. Hey, they left their earbuds. Sweet. Nice. Free earbuds. My guy, I got them weird ear holes that don't work with earbuds. I got Same one here. that works with earbud and one that doesn't work with earbud. The earbud falls out of one of the ears. Um, this is a podcast <laughs> where we read Choose Your Own Adventure books, and we get every page, and we get all the endings. We That's do right. one week at a time. Right now, we're working on House of D, which is what all the cool people House call of Danger. House of Danger. That's not true. Um, but it takes too long to say it that way, so everybody says House of D. <laughs> House of D. And uh, Matt, do you want to do a little read tease before we, before we uh, yeah, and get into this, some diversions? Huh. A lot of times we do retees. I'm real nervous, and I don't want to say too much because I don't want to find out that we got the same read. Sure. I know we did this time, and I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna embrace it. I'm pretty confident of that as well. But your confidence <sighs> makes me think that maybe we didn't. So I, I don't oh, know. We'll it's see. So mean, let's, but it's but so let's get into the retees. Okay. That's right, Matt. Baby needy, reedy, teasy. What what do you have for baby today? Um, I achieve uh, what's got to be one of the top three goals of time travel. Time travel? Yeah. Deeply disturbing, but I mean really deeply disturbing. So many questions. I'm left with so many questions. But absolutely, it's got to be in most weirdos' top three list of, of things to accomplish whilst tri- traveling through time. Yeah, like somebody who is obsessed with time travel, Time travel. this yeah. would probably be one of their main goals. Yeah, and they got to be a little bit of a creep also. I'm extremely interested I'm not to find even out joking. what that you know is. What? I'm, I'm really, you have to be a straight, hardcore creep for this to be in the top three. <laughs> and I assume all time travelers are desperate creeps. Anybody obsessed enough with time travel to actually devote their lives to creating a time machine is definitely a creepy freak. 
Yeah. Freaky, creepy weirdo. Yeah. Um, my read tease this week, as I speak slowly to sure. remember <laughs> my read that I did yeah. an hour ago, yeah. um, was... <laughs> My my read tease, Matt. Okay, Matt, would you like to know my read tease? You're at, you're the editor of this, right? So if this yeah. is still in here, it's on you. <laughs> it's if on people me. Are listening, um, this minute of hot nonsense remains. It's because you couldn't be bothered to do a snippy, snippy, clippy, clippy, cut and pasty. <laughs> I really can't remember what happened. Oh 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 um, huh. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give much away. So I'll, I'll tease my uh, approach this week. That uh, was at, uh, I decided we're still early enough in the beak, in the book. In the beak. <laughs> early in the beak. That's got to be an expression for something. It's um, an old worm expression. Early in the beak. Early to demise. Makes a worm. Bits. And happy to die. My approach. It's early in the book. I don't have to worry that much about... My paths, Wrong. the chances of me getting something I've already done, oh, or something that you've done, buddy, are pretty low at this point. <laughs> so I just like went for it. I didn't even think about the choices I was making at all. You let it fly, oh, and it was very, very freeing. But then for the last half of the read, it was very terrifying. Oh no, <laughs> because I felt like it was a foolish, foolish mistake. Oh, but the the five minutes before I started feeling bad about it, I felt really good about it, and it was a good ride. So almost like if you were just reading these books were fun. Almost like that, just for a minute. <laughs> just for a hot minute. That's so I'm excited to find out about both of our reads. But before we do that, why don't we warm everybody up? Let's warm up the inside of those ears out there with yes, a please. segment. You got a segment for me? I do, yeah. Today, um, you know, look, uh, I mentioned before, my wife and I are quite lucky because we're still gainfully employed. We're working from home. It's pretty amazing. Uh, even more amazing is we got we actually got Friday and Monday off for Memorial Day, so we we actually got Friday uh, and Monday time off? off. Isn't that crazy? Uh, you share some of that. You spread some of that time off around. Give, uh, give, no, give some people no, I, an hour. I kept it all for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for everybody who's having a tough time, and for those of us who have to go back to work on Tuesday, uh, which technically I guess is today, uh, I wanted to do a, a self care corner segment. Just to help people out who are maybe who are maybe feeling frustrated or or or, or unhappy, remind you, hey, you gotta take care of yourself. When the world gets to you, there's only one place you wanna go to, and it's called self care corner. Oh, hey, so everybody, welcome to self care corner. Hi. Um, this is a I, relaxing place. I, I just wanted to um, just let people give people a little heads up about some things you can do to to take care of yourself and feel a little better in these very stressful times. Um, number one, it's something we've talked about a bunch: Animal Crossing. We're playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, escaping to a little island where there's cute animals. It's good. Uh, you go fishing. You shake a yeah, tree and a get, get stuff out of it. You can shake trees. The, the cool thing I found with that is that you, yeah. if, and you know, a lot of people shake a tree and, oh, like, that was fun. But yeah. you can keep shaking that tree for hours. Yeah. Like hours. Yeah. You can Pick just a tree. keep shaking it. It won't fall over, <laughs> but it won't ever stop being shook. Yeah. And you can Pick just a tree shake you like it the and shake it and shake it. <laughs> and make it part of your routine. 
It feels to great. shake it too many times. Yeah. Um, so look, that's a thing, you know, not everybody has access to a switch or the, or the funds to get one, but you know, if you can, it's, it's a delight. Something or everybody you can do. Can it on do. paper, draw your little person, you know, yeah. and then draw a little town for yourself. Yeah. I ha- uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Thanks. Uh, good job. Thanks. Uh, another thing anybody can do if you got the YouTube is, um, Joe Para, who we've talked about before, uh, uh, who has a great show called Joe Para Talks to You, I think mm-hmm. it's called. Um, just put out a thing. It's on YouTube. You could just watch it. It's called Relaxing Old Footage with, with Joe Para. And the premise is just a bunch of footage that they didn't use in the show because it was too relaxing. And Joe <laughs> Para talks over it. And uh, it's it's the same delightful, relaxing content um, that anybody can enjoy. Uh, but finally, here uh, this is a pro tip straight from me, from my brain, a thing I figured out for myself a couple years ago. Which is, um, while you're lying in bed, check in with your body and go ahead and just unclench those fists. You don't need to be laying in bed like I used to do with clenched fists. There's no reason. Just laying there with your fists clenched. Yeah, I didn't know like, I was like doing it. Like tightly? Like a fist, like a regular fist ready to go. Not, not loosely curled, but actively. You laid in bed with your fists clenched. Yeah. Were you expecting some action? No. That's intense yeah so then you figured out to stop doing that yeah i finally realized i was doing it and i was like oh i should uh, unclench my fists and i did and it stretched my fingers out and it was like oh it's so relaxing (laughs) um and i don't know that it helped me sleep necessarily but it feels great to not uh clench your fist while you're laying in bed it's a great tip if you're laying in bed trying to fall asleep and furiously clenching your fist it might help you relax to stop yeah, so, it's a quality quality tip. so let us know uh, if you know if if this message reaches you and you're like, oh, I am clenching my fists. Um, you know, tweet us uh, how it worked out to stop clenching your fists. At um, do hashtag finish it. Help me stop clenching my fists in bed. Yikes! In um, bed. In bed. Oh, I see what you did. Uh, and then just to help everybody remember, I put together a little quick lullaby. Um, I think you can listen to and it'll be like, oh yeah, right, I should unclench my fists. Nice. The time has come to lie down in bed, rest your weary head, and unclench your fists, you weirdo. It's time to rest your eyes and slip away, let go of the day, and unclench your fists. You monster What are you gonna do Fight the night Till the morning's light Just unclench your fists You freak It's just a fact That you can't win So I'll tell you once again Just unclench your fists Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so you could just, you float away, you know, before bed, listen to the re- relaxing old footage with Joe Para, and then throw that lullaby on. Remember to open your hands up wide, stretch those fingies, yeah. and you'll be off to sleep as soon as you can quiet your mind about all the other things that are, that are going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could just listen to that song on repeat. It's It'll be on SoundCloud pretty soon. That's true. Uh, thanks for that, Matt. That was really lovely, and now I feel really relaxed and oh, calm. Ooh. And I think that's a good place to be approaching this episode from. I think, yeah, I think you're right. 
Should we dive into the uh, the fun? Yeah, let's dive into the party that is the House of Danger. Just FYI, everyone at home, I did print my book out onto um, <laughs> paper. And so if you hear a furious shuffling sounds throughout the entirety of this episode, it's because I didn't realize that that would be such a bad idea. <laughs> Shall we begin, Matt? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Get rid of that page. That's the title page. I don't need that. <laughs> It's going to be in the way. <laughs> it is a Tuesday afternoon in late June. It is. Which is not a spooky month. No. But you know what this sentence does? It grounds you. It's like, this That's is true. a world of facts and reason. I yeah. am in a point, I'm at a point, not just in space, but in time. It's almost like a challenge <laughs> to the author himself <laughs> to be like, he started writing it and he was like, it, it was a... A misty evening near midnight, and he's like, "Wait, no, too that's too easy." Yeah, too whimsical. It's a bright. It's a too fantastical. Tuesday afternoon in June. Now let's see if we can still get creepy from here. <laughs> he was like, "How am I going to start this book?" And he looked at the calendar, and he looked outside, and he said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was his writing teacher was just like, "Write what you know," and he's like, "Well." <laughs> It's a Tuesday afternoon in late June. We'll have to celebrate that when when that comes around. That's coming around pretty soon. Yeah, Tuesday afternoon in late June. What's the What's the best Tuesday afternoon in late June? That's the question on everybody's mind, and the answer is you'll know it when you feel it. The best Tuesday in late June is, of course, this year, uh, June the thirtieth, which is the last day of the month, and it falls on a Tuesday, and it don't get much later in June. That's about as late as it can get in June. So. That'll be uh, late. That'll be Tuesday afternoon in late June day. So uh, that's right. We'll, we'll see if we remember celebrate. that for the episode that happens. And I bet we don't. One hundred percent guaranteed we will. <laughs> uh, but you're head just headed down to your lab in your parents' basement. That's right. And the phone rings, but you miss it. Ugh. You the 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 accomplished paranormal, the psychic investigator and aspiring detective. So you are a psychic investigator, but you're just an aspiring detective. I think you're an aspiring detective and psychic investigator. I got you. Okay. Um, and uh, you don't really miss it. I mean, you do pick up the phone and you catch that. It's just the other people, the other side hangs up. So I don't really know. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't get your phone tracer going. That's what you're disappointed you ha- about. Why do you turn it off? What's the point? It must run just leave batteries it on. real quick. Or, I mean, this is like early 80s. It might, it might yeah. be a tape situation where it's just got this running tape that does yep. something. Yep. A magnetic strip of. Roll, rolling tape. I, yep, sure, nailed it. <laughs> but you're ready for the next ring. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're you're not a professional, but you're aspiring to it, and you're aspiring to be ready. So yeah. you're ready. And if you are ready, then you have to get ready. What is the crazy stuff? And okay, where well, there's a huge two page spread of this lab in the basement, and yeah. there's one thing that I'm trying to figure out right now, Matt. Do you see in the um on the right page? It almost looks like a an X Man symbol right yes. there, right? Yeah, on like a piece of furniture or something with a some sort of gauge on it what is that i don't know and my initial thought was maybe because you can see the illustrations kind of cut off there yeah. maybe it had four of those things it's like a safe with a wheel so it's it and it would have four handles sticking oh, out some kind of safe okay but you see where you can see where the x is and there should be a handle there and there's not so i'm definitely wrong about that and it's not in the right place with that anyway 
Yeah, and there I love, is I love the of... part of the podcast where we really dive deep into an image without explaining <laughs> it or describing it. <laughs> you can see. It's just strange. I don't know what it is. Anyways. Um, but this time, they call back, and our phone tracer is working. Ring, 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 ring. Do I have to do a thing already? Yeah, but it's really cool this time. It's a really good one. Ring, 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 ring. What's that sound? Y'all know what time it is. That's right. It's time for Fresh Read Hot Facts. Extra, extra, hot and crispy. We just started the read, and you're extra, already hopping extra, in with... Extra, okay. hot and crispy. It's Fresh Read Hot Facts, I think. Do me a favor. Look at this image. Yes. The citation of merit issued by the FBI, we know, to uh, let everybody know that this kid is has merit as an investigator, is yeah. signed by someone. Who's it signed by? Joe D.S.P. Pointo? Joe Desposito. Oh, okay. Joe Desposito. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, that's awfully specific and weird. Sure. Because uh, the the illustrator in this book is someone named Ralph Reese. Okay. And I thought, oh, I wonder if Joe Desposito is Ralph Reese's real name because other illustrators in the past have used a fake name uh, for a credit on Choose Your Own Adventure illustrations that they did. Oh, okay. So I was like, let's dive into this. And boy, I learned some stuff. And I bet you learn? Huh. that there are people uh, listening who know about comic book artists Oh, who already know these names and are like, oh, finally, these doofuses. Oh, okay. So Joe Desposito is a well-known comic book artist, inker. Oh. Um, and as it turns out, Ralph Reese is also oh. a, a fairly well-known artist in comic books. And That's both not of super surprising because the illustrations in this book are really awesome. Exactly. We've been talking forever about how good the illustrations are, which is why, of course, Ralph Reese did not use a fake name, because he could be quite proud of the horrifying way he made this boy look, which is perfectly <laughs> <Yes>. appropriate. <laughs> yes. And the incredible detail, and, and uh, everything is just amazing in these illustrations. So Ralph Reese was one of a bunch of dudes called the Krusty, uh, <laughs> called Krusty, the Krusty Bunkers. The Krusty Bunkers? So the Krusty Bunkers in the 70s. I love uh, it. There's an artist, legendary comic book artist named Neil Adams, who is responsible okay. for taking Batman after the TV show, yeah. bringing Batman back to like a serious like, uh, oh, okay. like comic book hero, dark personality thing. Uh, and then has done a ton of things since he, he was instrumental in making sure the guys who invented Superman actually got some money from that, because remember, that was oh. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe not the... Uh, you know, I don't know the guy. There are uh, conflicting opinions about the guy, but whatever. He's a legendary artist. and he, So he had a studio with somebody else, and they had a bunch of dudes in the 70s who all worked out of this little studio. That's fun. And part of what they would do is the Krusty Bunkers would, <laughs> it would be like <laughs> if if somebody had a suddenly had a tight deadline, then you'd have like 10 different dudes passing papers around, helping them finish it overnight. And oh, that's a ton of work cool. Overnight. And okay. otherwise, they're just hanging around, learning from each other and working with each other. And it all sounds really fascinating and cool. Um, so I found um, some really cool interviews, one with <clears throat> Joe Desposito himself. Yeah. And one with Ralph Reese himself. Yeah. Uh, at Nerd Team 30, which is not a website I was familiar with before now, but now I know, and it is great. So there'll be links to that from our uh, page. But it's very cool. The interview with Ralph Reese is just amazing. He worked on so many different things. Oh, that's um, cool. In 95, when the comic industry got hit, he kind of took a hit and you know it does sounds like i hope he's doing good now but it sounds like he never 
got back into working the way he wanted to. And then he was like driving trucks and then got in an accident and he got injured. Oh man. Crazy stuff. This poor Ralph Reese guy who does this amazing work in this book. Um, and he just lived, he's lived a really fascinating and cool life. Like there's also, also will be linked is an essay he wrote about Wally Wood, who's another legendary, huge legendary um, artist of comics, mm-hmm. um, started indie comics, you know, was part of that. Um, and the the way it starts, this essay that Ralph Reese wrote is, I first met Wally Wood in 1966 when I was a 16-year-old runaway on the lam from a juvenile detention facility in New York. Wow. So that's the artist that we're loving is this dude who awesome. ran away from Jibby when he was 16, managed to start working as an artist um, just by bugging people with his friends because they all like comic books. Really and- cool things. Lots of fascinating information about that. Kind of must have been super exciting time in comic books. I think the Silver Age of comic books in the seventies, yeah. wasn't it? Um, so did tons of work seventies, eighties, nineties. He uh, so Ralph Reese and um, uh, Joe Desposito actually broke off from the Neil Adams thing and made their own little studio for a while. That's cool. Really cool stuff. So if you want to learn a little more, there'll be links there, or just Google Ralph Reese. You can actually buy some of his art from different places. And uh, like I saw a big illustration of his on Amazon. Like it, he's just really good. That's awesome. So, yeah, go uh, there will check be links him out. There, or just Google him and see what you can find. It's really fascinating stuff. So that's the uh, fr- the fresh read hot fact. That was actually genuinely interesting. Thank you for that. Straight man. from this little shout out that Ralph Reese put into Joe Desposito in this citation of merit. That's so good. Choose your own adventure book <laughs> next to a spider with fingers. That's so very, very good. Yeah, it makes so much sense because even the detail in this picture, there's just so much cool stuff to look at. Well, that's awesome. Fantastic. And now, now we're done with it. You don't have to worry about it for later. Let's get back to the thing that we do a slightly about. less exciting part: the <laughs> words in the book. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so this time we're ready, time. and we grab the phone in time. Yeah, we get we Which figure we did out before. where it's coming. From. It. They say. They say. Help! I need your help. How do you hold an L? It's H E L L L P. Help! I need your help. Oh, you got to roll it. Help. Do it a that's couple more a, times that's in case people just audio. need to hear that some more. <laughs> Harp. That's Chewbacca. Okay. That was Chewbacca. Okay, maybe that's a clue to the mystery here. Yeah. Henry Marsden is a Chewbacca. Oh, I'm getting ahead. Well, that's what you figure out, is that you find the voice is scared, blah, blah, blah. You tell the voice to get a hold of itself. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't tell you any other information, but <laughs> it does. You do get the address from your super fancy phone tracer tape machine. I like that it works in milliseconds, so you have no reason to keep somebody on the line. So you can just be as insulting to them as you want. Just enjoy it, and you're still going to get the trace. You're still going to get what you want. Um, so now we have a big decision. Do we want to uh, just head straight off for that address right away? Or do we want to give your friends Ricardo and Lisa a chance to hook up with you so they can come along? Because you were thinking it might be safer to yeah. work with some other people. What did yeah, you if there's do, anything you learned on the spider ghost case as Oof. ghost case as you saved the Ridgeway family is that it's safer to investigate mysterious things with your friends. And also spiders and ghosts are already scary enough. How why did that why did it have to be spider ghosts? <laughs> and does the existence of a spider ghost mean that there is a spider afterlife? That's a big conversation. If that's the case, then and my house is in. deeply, deeply haunted. <laughs> but it's like, it's hard enough to notice a spider anyways. I feel like noticing a spider ghost, 
Like, can you yeah. imagine a spider ghost like just spending years of his existence trying to like work up the strength to like move a can across the table? But it would be like a crumb across a plate, and nobody right. nobody would see it. Every time you squashed a bug and you couldn't find that little squashed bug, guess what? Ghost. That was a ghost, ghost. of a bug. Yep. Or you inhaled it. You might have accidentally eaten it. You've done it yeah. more times than you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, the point is, I decided it would definitely be safer to wait for Ricardo and Lisa to show up. Ah, well, good news for everybody. <laughs> I decided to immediately go to the address. That's thrilling. It is thrilling, isn't it? Yeah. Um, would you like me to take on your take me on your little journey first? Your little journey. That's how would I, I like kind of you be to little, take I do little things my... to belittle you about your journey. No, I catch it. That's what you're, okay. Micro <laughs> microaggressions. Yes, I, I'm yeah. catching every one of them. <laughs> it includes a lot of signs <laughs> that you can't see at home. I have these signs I hold up that have like insulting words on them. Yeah, really, really detailed portraits of my face, pointing <laughs> out all the flaws. deficits. <laughs> The arrow it says you're gonna get a zit here, and I do every time. And I'm like, how? It's just the stress. How does he know, because then you just start checking that place over and over. Just so you're focused just on that spot, and it just mm-hmm. grows. Yep. Um, I don't. I think the way you phrased uh, your question was confusing. Do you Which, want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Take me on your journey. Let's do it. Um, so we're gonna wait for Ricardo and Lisa, okay. uh, which means I got time to research this Henry Marsden fella. Yeah, you find out some dirt. Uh, it takes me a scoop. minute to track down my book, uh, The History of Northland County, which is presumably because it's placed squarely between Grey's Anatomy and Blackwell's Poison Plants and Herbs. And there's no, there's clearly with those three books in that order, no kind of organization Nothing. happening. I feel like it's probably an aesthetic organization, like like what looks cool on the bookshelf, yeah. like creepiest looking books up top, books that look kind of like modern and normal, <laughs> kind of high, down low, so that you know you don't yeah. see them. He says it's a green book, so I'm assuming Poison Plants and Herbs, obviously green. Grey's Anatomy, green is not the perfect color for that book. Uh, duh. But it must be green. Or he's going gray-green? Gray-green, green, yeah. Gray-green? G-R-A-Y. Let's move on. So <laughs> I start peeking through. Alphabetical by the, color. Alphabetical by color. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we organize them. And this creep spells gray, G-R-A-Y. Is, does that make you a creep? I'm going to stand by it. Yep. I think so. Okay. Uh, you find Henry Marsden on page 93 of your book, and your heart beats faster, which is gross. <laughs> but you learn, born in 1839, died 1887, served in the Union Army during the Civil War, uh, was wounded, became warden of the Hedgebrook County Prison, a notorious place uh, known for mistreating its prisoners and just being a wretched, awful thing. During the Civil War, uh, right? During the Civil War. Uh, and it is likely that, while there's no evidence, it's likely Henry Marsden died in the prison right of 1887 and the fire that accompanied it. His remains sure. were never recovered, which makes me think that there's a possibility of finding his remains that and putting could be this a spirit fun. at ease. Yeah, or just like a really long description of a boy digging <laughs> some old bone, human bones out of some dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, page 26. <laughs> Do it. So you're so into this book, you you're startled when somebody knocks on the window, and it's your buddies Lisa and Ricardo, and you must give them. Aren't the you in a basement? Look. It's probably one of those little windows uh, up at that's the top, just, just at the ground level, and where I all the spiders that. live, right in there. That's a creepy place to. That's a creepy window to knock on, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ricardo's upside down head. It makes me feel like um, my parents do not like Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Come out, come out, come come out." <laughs> 
I think the guy, the boy, just doesn't want his friends to find out how cool his parents actually are. Oh yeah, look, he's distancing distancing himself from his parents, but actually, he's like, they're pretty oh, sweet. You don't want to, you don't want to come in. It's oh, it's like, ugh. yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you let him in and you give him a rundown of the case so far. Not a lot to learn, really. Sure. Um, and then and then a back and forth takes place that we read every week that makes me want to throw myself off of a bridge. Well, not every <laughs> week, but it's really awful. <laughs> And I made a jangle for this, and this is something we could do in the future. Let's let's do this. I will play a part. part we will play a part. part Together two. we will play at this base. Okay. okay. I will play a part. You will play a part. Together we will play at this base. Let's play. This is a okay. this is a pop segment called Play Act This Page. That's fun. That's a fun. That's a very fun idea. What page are we? The rules are: it's on page twenty-six. We're going to to remove any stage direction if this was a play, okay. and simply take the lines of Ricardo and Lisa, so people can hear out loud what this conversation would sound like in real life, knowing that the person who wrote this did not say these lines out loud in order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, would you prefer to play Ricardo or Lisa? Uh, I'll be Lisa. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to start it. This is really strange. <clears throat> okay. This is really strange. How's that? The name of the warden and this guy who called are the same. Anyone can see that. Okay, now want to guess where that prison was? I know, because my dad and I were driving by there one day and he pointed it out to me. You're on. Out on Hedgebrook Road on the north side. That means that, that. Right, the boy says. That either Henry Marsden is still alive, or we've got a ghost on our hands. Yikes! Right, so it does. It, that is not okay, a conversation. Hold on, that before sense. we get before we get into it, can we do it one more time, but as natural naturalistic as possible? <laughs> yes, please. Like really trying to go for like a, for the way people talk, but yeah. we are we are confined to the lines. This is really strange. How's that? The name of the warden and this guy who called her the same. Anyone can see that. Okay, now want to guess? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Come on. Let's take it from the top. I'm sorry. I, wasn't, okay. I just yeah, wasn't gotta, expecting it. <laughs> you got to keep up. You got to keep up. Stay open to what you're receiving. <laughs> this is really strange. How's that? In the name of the warden and this guy who called her the same. Anyone can see that. Okay. Now want to guess where that prison was? <laughs> <laughs> I know because my dad and I were driving by there, by there one day and he pointed it out to me. You're on. Out on Hedgebrook Road on the north, on the north side. That means that, that... Right. That either Henry Marsden is still alive, or we've got a ghost on our hands. That's the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> just read it. If you're writing some dialogue, just read it out loud for everybody. Just read it out loud. Grab a buddy even. Read and it out loud together. Don't read it out loud to teenagers, you know, because they will lie to you, and it'll end up in the book, and it'll stay there. Don't read it out loud to them. So there's a bizarre... It's great. <laughs> there's a bizarre back and forth between Ricardo and Lisa... The point is, we're either going to go straight to the prison or we're going to go to the police. That was a fun little pop segment. <laughs> Thanks. That's a good idea. You just came up with that today? I did. That's fun. Okay. Mm. Um, I chose not to go to the police. I'm not ready for that. Uh, so we're off to 17. We're going straight to the place. We don't need the okay. cops. We don't need them. No. Uh, it that takes us half choice. an hour. That's, okay. That's a choice moment. I got to try and clock that. Okay. Uh, it takes us a half hour. Sure. Uh, we right. go to where the prison used to be, and now it's a large, really modern house. Uh, okay. There is a gate, a front gate, that looks left over from the last century. But the, the house is modern and glass and crazy looking. 
there's a big old lawn. So you just kind of drive by and you park down the road and you go back and, uh, and you go up the front door and you say, who wants to knock? And Ricardo and Lisa say nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and you roll your eyes and you sigh mightily. And then you knock on the door because you're just such a jerk. Um, there's no sound, just the echo of the knock. Lisa's like, you, you sure you got the right place? And you like, you turn on her. Of course I'm sure. <laughs> ah, that's so And then creepily, the door slowly starts to swing open. And we're sure. off to page 21. You call inside. Nobody says anything. You start looking around. It looks way more like a museum than a house. It's beautiful. There's art. There's uh, 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 multiple colors of carpets on the floor. Sorry, yeah, like a museum. All the different carpets colors. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was at this about- museum the other day, and I was in the... <laughs> I think it was the modern uh, modern art wing, and the carpet was red. Yeah, and then it was green. Whoa! And I was like, "This is a nice museum." <laughs> You're just like, who can even look at the art with all these colors of carpets? <laughs> There's at least four colors of carpets. <laughs> so you're looking down the hallway and a little concealed door in the side of the hallway cracks open. And then out steps a, a tall, slender lady in a tight black dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and in her unaccented voice invites you in. <laughs> uh, you say, hey, we, we're looking for Mr. Marsden. She's like, of course you are, except without an accent. Whoa, did you have this picture last week? You didn't show me this. It was a week before last, and I told you about it because it was really different. I didn't have any cool picture of this lady in my book. I should be careful when I point one. out what you say or don't say because half the time I'm not listening and I just I know, reveal yeah. myself. It's, I, everybody knows. It's fine. Dang um, it. But she does look really cool. Yeah. Like, I know it's the, cool. 80s, but, or the 80s, but that's a, like, that outfit would look cool today. It looks like a superhero outfit. Yeah. Um, so you're like, uh, this guy Marston called and said he needed help, so I'm just worried. Uh, she doesn't say anything. She just beckons with her finger in okay. a creepy way. So you can either accept her invitation to go in, or you sense a trap and decide to get out of there. I think you go in this time. I didn't, and I'll tell you why. It's because I'm scared that there's nothing. There aren't any more choices. I can't remember. Right, because yeah, that's the one that took you to eventually be trapped in like a prison thing. Yeah, the, she was the, like, "These are my cool Venus flytraps." You're like, "Okay, that's cool." And then she ghost transforms into the Civil War man, and I can't oh, remember man. if there's another choice. We don't know if there's another choice or not. I feel like there yeah. wasn't. I think you're right. So, anywho, I decide uh, this is a trap. I'm out of here. Okay. Uh, so I'm like, "Oh, we just want to make sure everything was cool," and we start backing towards the door. Uh, and I'm she like, starts, have like, Mr. Marsden give me a call. Oh, flip through your pages, bud. It's 43. <laughs> she starts like screaming or something, right? Yeah. She's like, you think you just come in here and leave that easily? You'll be sorry. And she's screaming. You'll be sorry as you leave. It's weird that she's mad that you're leaving, not mad that you came in. That's like <laughs> definitely a clue to not go in that house. Exactly. Um, not to go in the house of danger. Yeah. That's the another topic clue. of the book. Yeah, <laughs> make sure not to investigate the thing that the book is about. Is the yeah. main thing we've learned so far. Um, like if somebody calls you and they're like, "Help! Help! They're after me! Oh, yeah. I'm so scared!" Yeah, and you trace that phone call and you find that address, that you can just be like, "Whew! I'm going to avoid that address. <laughs> Good work today." Uh, so as you leave, there's a chilly wind and it makes your bones tingle and you're like, oh boy. And you try to find the car, but it's gone. And you're like, and Lisa's really confused. And she's like, where, where the heck is everything? Mm-hmm. And Ricardo's like, oh, let's let's just go back. Um, I forgot that this is how you time travel, just by leaving a house. Just happens. It's weird. Yeah. So uh, you start walking back to try to find that house. Ricardo's confident the lady cast a spell on us. 
Uh, then Lisa says, pinch me, and Ricardo pinches her really hard, which is terrifying. Classic Ricardo, though. Just don't and say then, something like that around Ricardo. Yeah. <laughs> He's a D-bag. And from the direction of the house, we hear yelling and stuff. We're like, whoa. So we run over, and it's it's the pr- it's the pr- Do we already know it's the prison? Yeah, I think we're kind of assuming it's the prison. It's a thing that's on fire. But we didn't know that we went back in time yet, did we? I think this is kind of how you figure it out. Okay, so the, there's the prison. You're obviously back in time. I have lost my page, and I'm finding it. You're awesomely. on page 54 now, I think. 45. Um, so you see there's fire coming out of the building, the upper floor, and you run up to the front gate to try to open it. Um, and you're, you're yelling, you're like, hey, let everybody out. This is crazy. People, All the prisoners are going to die. Uh, and then up on top, and this is cool, because I didn't go to this page in this book before, page 52. You didn't? No, no. Well, I did in, in the new book. was oh, the last time I read this. Right. In the original, um, so, with the original illustration. Yeah, so up on top, amazing, it's such a good picture. Up on top of the roof, there's that Marsden dude. We know he's Marsden now. Um, In this, it says, somehow you know it's him. (laughs) And he's up at the top of the roof, and the flames are all around him. And he's like, help, I need help. And you're like, that's what I heard on the phone. Mm -hmm. It's the same voice you heard on the phone. It's It's also the exact same words that were said on the the phone. The very same words. Down the road, you hear something, and his soldiers galloping up, and they're pulling along an old-fashioned fire engine, and it's really cool looking. It's very cool looking. It looks like a very old-fashioned fire engine, and it so just looks cool. Yeah, it's really good. So your options are to help the soldiers, or hi- run high behind a tree um, in Forbidden Castle, castle style. And <laughs> I feel uh, like last time you helped, right? I did. I helped last time, and it went great. The firemen were happy that we helped, and we saved a bunch of prisoners. It was excellent. Are you going to swap it up this time? I am swapping it up. This time, I'm too scared. I'm going to run and hide behind a tree. <laughs> so we're off to 44. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so we watch from a distance. The soldiers break open. The soldiers are for the firemen. They break open the front gate and spray water and everything. Prisoners are being carried out, and they're terribly burned, and they're taken away to the hospital. Uh, the sun's going down, and we kind of fall asleep. The next morning, we get up. I'm just going to read this last paragraph. I'm sorry. Okay. The next day, you find your way into town, which in the present year of 1887 is two miles away. You were born in the late 20th century, but you will finish out your life almost a hundred years earlier. Oh, what? You will have the distinction of being your own great-great-grandfather. No. With knowledge that no one else possesses. The You can't end. just do that. You can't just do that. That's too much. That's too much. Too many implications. It. Too I many problems. It. What's what's number three on a time traveling creeps list of things to do? Be your own grandfather. Fry get fry yourself. Become your own great great grandfather. And how do you do it? With knowledge that no one else possesses. By which, of course, I mean the name of your great great grandmother. <laughs> That's creepy, though. <laughs> Go meet her. Uh, opposite, Back to the Future. Your great great actual grandpa. How hard did you have to work? Like, how hard to commit yourself to that? With your knowledge from the future, and probably, like, this boy is definitely the kind of dude who would watch a lot of, like, pickup artist videos on the internet or whatever the equipment yeah. was in the 80s. He has a, he has a book of pickup <laughs> artist moves. Oh, no. I can't I became that. my own great-great-grandfather. Thank you. Oh, that's, that is the time traveler's dream, but it's the worst. It's the one thing I would have guessed could never happen in any time travel book and choose your own adventure that you would actually become <laughs> your own grandfather, great, great grandfather, whatever. And there it is right there. Quite clearly you are your own great, great grandfather. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Do you do that? Because you're afraid that if you don't, 
then no. you won't be born? No, it's ludicrous. You know that you're born. But I just, uh, just, it I just checked you, in the new version. They did not change that. Oh, they should have changed it just to save so many kids laying awake at night trying to do the math. All these kids out there with red yarn stretched across their room trying to put together the pieces of this paradox. It's not going to happen. Yeah, like, look, it's one of two things, right? It's either you were always your great-great-grandfather and there is no avoiding it. It's You have no idea that you're your great-great-grandfather. It's you just, just a fell thing that in happened love. in the past. Okay, sure. Or the thing that I think this, with knowledge that no one else possesses, the thing that I think it means is you actively track down your great-great-grandmother to make sure that you became your own great-great-grandfather, which is Why ludicrous you because then you're a different person. Anyway, it's time travel, it's paradoxes, and it's nasty. It's super nasty. <laughs> Not to yuck any yums, but ooh. Mm, mm, no. <laughs> ooh, ooh, don't. No. <laughs> oh, all right. Why? <laughs> oh, you're bad. I mean, very bad. It's bad. Uh,. Yeah, so that's my uncomfortable read that will be impossible to beat today. Okay, say say okay, so you've been there, you've settled in, you finally are like, okay, you know what? This is just my life now. I'm gonna live here. You settle in a couple of years in, you you got your clothes of the period the time period and all that, whatever. Yeah. And like somebody takes a a picture of you and you're like, Oh, that's cool. And then you see the picture and you're like, I know this picture. This is a picture of my grandfather. Whoa, great. And then you realize that you have to be your own grandfather or you won't ever be born. Right. If you're, you're not like ever the kind of person born, who did a Reddit post, you're like, this is my great-great-grandfather when he's the same age as me. <laughs> and everybody was like, who cares? And then if now you're, you're not like, ever oh my born, God. If you're not ever born, who will go back in time and run away from the fire? <laughs> um, okay, well, yeah, thank you for that. That's gonna, this loop. That's going to that's gonna mess me up for a really, really long time. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. Awful. Awful stuff. <laughs> what if you hang out there and just like... <laughs> Uh, wait for like other boys to be sent back in time so you can just say, hey, sorry, here's the deal. You should have just gone in with the lady. You could do that. You know exactly where you pop up. But you already did. Uh, I can't do it. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> let's take a break from all this because my brain hurts. Yeah, let's, let's stop do, thinking let's about time little, travel forever. Let's do what we always do and take a little quiz. Okay. <clears throat> When you reverse the quiz, you'll find that what you end up with is called Which Choose Your Own Am I. That's right. It's Which Choose Your Own Am I, where I read the description of a Choose Your Own Adventure book. And Matt, you have to guess what the book is. Because we should know these books well enough by now. We've been looking at these lists of these Choose Your Own Adventure books for a while. So, Matt. Plus, what better way to to find uh, uh, new possible books to read in the future than to really track down what they're about and get excited or angry? Yep. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to give you an easy one to start. Will you defeat the dragons before they defeat you? Mm. Your life pod has crashed on planet Tambor, which is a lot like Earth, except for one thing. Deadly space dragons have invaded. Okay. Threatening Tambor's very existence. Quickly, you agree to join the battle against the dragons, but is there time to equip an expedition before they attack you? Hmm. That last line makes it sound like it's a more of a logistical adventure where you're trying yeah. to, uh, you know, work out spreadsheets and make Smitty sure everybody supplies. has the equipment they need. Uh, I get three three guesses, right? Yep. French kissing on planet dragon. That's a very very good guess, and you have two words right. Planet of the dragons. 
You nailed it. Stuck the landing. Very impressive, Matt. Thanks. I don't know that I would have been able to pull that one. That sounds like a good one. All right. You've seen the scary TV commercials. You've heard the advertisements. <laughs> now you've been chosen as one of four lucky young daredevils who will test the rides before the park opens. Daredevil Park. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> that one that. we need to read. <laughs> we definitely need to read that. Um, uh, you're supposed to wait until the following date for your escorted tour through Daredevil Park. That would have given it away as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the other contest winners, Tom Harbor, why oh, wants to sneak <laughs> wants to sneak inside and explore the like, park Tom right Harbor, now? I gotta get this book. So this that guy. A, he wants to sneak in right away. Yeah, and uh, here's some things that could happen. You could be trapped inside one of the rides, sealing your fate forever. Which I feel like if that happens in a park, you, that's a problem, right? That's a real problem. Um, or you could foil an employee's plot to sabotage the rides and return home a hero. So a lot, a lot of options. Okay, you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you outwit the deadly ninja assassins? Mm. Only minutes after arriving in China for a kung fu tour, your best friend Billy hey, vanishes. Okay. Yeah. No last name for Billy. Your search for him takes you around Shanghai, where you are led to the Temple of the White Lotus Society. According to the master of this secret society, you must pass a period of training before they'll help you find Billy. What, uh, but what if the master is lying and trying to trick you? You said ninjas right at the top of that, which doesn't seem to... The ninjas are the bad guys. Master of You're taking karate. a kung fu tour. That's a really close guess. Try again. Master of <laughs> kung fu. You got it. Stuck yes. the landing, my friend. All right. Matt, can yeah. you find a missing secret agent in Korea? One day you come home from school and find two CIA agents waiting for you. They want you to One go to One day you Korea. come home from school, and now you have to think about that question. That's what's up. <laughs> they want you to go to Korea and pose as a student of Taekwondo. Okay. Your mission as an undercover agent will be to locate your friend, Ling. She's mm. missing. It's an assignment you can't refuse. Master of Karate. I'm sorry. Would you like to try again? Master of Taekwondo? Yes, you got it. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Matt, taken hostage deep in the jungle, can you escape? Can you survive? You were on your way to an Aikido convention in Indonesia, but your plane has been hijacked. You are I, the rest- not, I got this one. What is master it? of karate. <laughs> Would you like one more chance? It's a master of Aikido. You are winning this quiz uh, so very, very well. Um, okay. Only two more. You and your dog, Homer, are walking home from school one day. Okay. You throw a stick, and Homer chases it right into an abandoned house. The yeah. house looks so creepy that you are scared to go in, but you've got to find Homer. He's your best friend. <laughs> Plus, he took all the notes in class today. <laughs> all right, you got a dog named Homer. He went to an abandoned house. It's very creepy. Uh, squatters with an exclamation point. No, no words right. Um, an abandoned house. A dog ran in it. Mm-hmm. Homer, come home. That was close, but the, none of the words were right. Okay, but there is a uh, there is a, a synonym in there of a word that is in the title. And what I said? Yeah. What's the synonym? That's a word that means the same thing, right? That's right. Okay, I nailed it. Um, um abandoned house. Oh. <laughs> So close was that? That was three guesses, right? That was three. I'm sorry. It was the haunted house. This is called the haunted house. It's just called the haunted house. 
This is sometimes, not a regular so, choose your own. This is some sometimes you don't have to overthink it. I, no, it's like a kid's one. Yeah, okay. All right, one last one. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, this one's extra <laughs> tricky because the only picture I could find has two stickers on the back from the Queen's Library. Okay. Um, specifically, uh, Middle Village, New York. Okay. So it's covering up. I would say two-thirds of the description. So I'm going to read you what I have, okay? Okay. (laughs) You have spent on an island in Lake Chet. One weekend, you and a trip out to the island. Her anxieties about the weather grow more realistic, and you lose control of the Zodiac, your boat, leaving you stranded in the middle of the enormous lake. Your difficult trek to the island... Your difficult trek to the island are only the beginning of your adventures. (laughs) Ings with it, the... Ill it... You don't know, taking you back in time. Oh, Island of Time. <laughs> you got it. You did it. Island of Time. Pulled it out of possibly the hardest question ever. Well done, man. You get 120% on that one. Thanks. Excellent. Fantastic work. All right. Now, Matt, I would like to share with you my read. Okay. Okay. Hi, my name is Chris Yule, and this is my read this week of the House of D. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> We split up when I decided to go straight to the Marsden house once I got the address. Look at you. I go there. I see the house looks the same as how you saw it when you saw it. I find the plaque, which talks about the prison riot and how a lot of people died in the fire there. Um, But then suddenly someone dashes out of the house, who we now know is... Jethro? Or actually, this might be multiple different people, depending on what timeline you're in. That's true. That's very true. Man, I'm looking at all these illustrations with with so much more appreciation now because they're just <laughs> red. Yeah. Anyways, he's freaking out. He's running. He says they're they're after me, and he gets it's like he gets hit by an invisible hammer. He just goes down. But Whoa. then these chimpanzees appear out of nowhere, and they look scary and like yeah. big monster chimpanzees, not normal chimpanzees. And they look very. You are angry. 1980s skinny. You are not up for a fight with a chimpanzee. No, you are. There's you're the wearing a sweater and you look skinny. The illustration cuts off above the knee here, but there's at least five feet of knee going down. Yeah, and your thigh is, is absolutely as thick as your ribs. <laughs> it's all you got. Yeah. Um, so my choice is run away from the chimpanzees or don't worry about them so much and go help the dude. I decide to run away from the chimpanzees because okay. I knew I hadn't done that. So I was just kind of like free wheeling, just... Grabbing oh. things randomly. I, and I knew okay. I hadn't done that. <laughs> now, you, this takes me to something that you have done. I think it's better to get back to my car fast. Um, so I hop in, but guess what? What? Something is wrong. I, I'm about to jump out when I feel it. A cold metal circle, like the end of a gun barrel Whoa. in the back of my neck. Whoa. And I hear a voice, and they say, just do what I tell you, or you'll be looking for a new head. It could also be a robot giving you a little kiss on the neck. Could be a robot kiss. I guess I think I would know if a robot was kissing me. Yeah, it's probably true. And probably wouldn't just stay there. Although I guess robots don't know a whole lot about kissing. They're trying. They're trying to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Is this right? <laughs> um Is this as good for you as it is? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it is not. <laughs> Uh, the voice is giving me directions. They're like, drive down to the corner and turn right. And I'm like, oh, I guess I have to do what they say. Yeah. She'd be like, but I'm a kid. I don't know how to drive. That would be, yeah. Or just pee your pants. That might work. Um, so you do what he says. Um, it takes me for a little while, a long drive and we end up on a dirt road. 
that leads leads to a heavily wooded area where we stop. And I realize when he's not looking at me for a few moments um, that my knockout gas gun, disguised as a pen, is like right there. Okay. So now the choice is, should I use the knockout gas gun or is it too dangerous to use it? Okay. You remember that I've done this. I read this part before, right? Did you remember that? Or were you not listening to me when I did it? I I didn't really listen to that. (laughs) Okay. Psych. I remembered it. I remembered that you were too scared to do the cool thing. Too strategic. (laughs) Use your knockout gas gun. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my knockout gas gun, even though it looks like a pen. I don't know how this is going to go. In a split second, you turn in your seat and fire the gun at the figure in the back. So, And then I see the person in the back for the first time. And I hardly know who has more startled expression, me or the talking chimpanzee, as he, loses con- <laughs> as he loses consciousness. Boom. I back up the car and drive directly to the police station. You stayed in the... Right? <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> right? I did it. But Matt, I actually have... Oh, can you play the, the song again? <laughs> I actually have a little pop-up, se- a pop-up segment that I created. It goes like this. Take a seat. Yes. Come on in. Tickets, please. The show is about to begin. Why? It's Finish It Theater. <laughs> Welcome to Finish It Theater, where we take some dialogue from the book, and I assign you a role, and I take a role, and we act it out. It's a segment that I came up with five minutes before recording and said, hey, Matt, give me an extra 15 minutes. I want to record something. We're 20 minutes later, you're like, okay, fine, I'm ready. That's uh, so stupid. <laughs> and it just so happens that you came up with the exact same segment. And that's Earlier freaking me today. out a little bit. That you and I both came up with the same segment It's this on book? the same day. I think we need to stop doing this podcast before we meld. <laughs> there are moments in this book that demand to be presented theatrically. <laughs> that demand to be presented in a, in a radio play style that people can really get into. I just can't believe it. I would say you stole my thunder, but it's just too good. You we're, absolutely we're all thunder. You know what we did need not to give do? away anything early. I'm very impressed with <laughs> I, poker face. When I saw the title of your segment, Let's Play Act, I I, <laughs> I almost lost it. Um, what we need to do seriously, though, yeah. is create some sort of, not a living will, but something similar, where if we do physically merge into one ultimate being, yeah. that there are plans in place for divisions of property and responsibilities etc 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 but if we do combine into one being it'll be i'm in new york and you're in california yeah and we're definitely gonna take up that space it's we're property yeah. will be beyond property and material things i think sure 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 i'm just thinking about the you know people who, who depend yeah. on it. Uh, you're right you're right uh, just because you don't want to deal with that after it's happened, like that's right. the last thing you're going to want to be talking about yeah. at that point. Just yeah, have exactly. it there, and then it won't. We won't have to worry about it. Yeah. We can just focus on transcending into the uh, ether plane. All right. <laughs> so, Matt, I sent you a little script. It's short. It's just a little exchange. Ooh, you sent me I just thought it was. I just thought it was really good. That's the image I sent you in your. Oh, I just highlighted. Nice I just highlighted the lines that you need to do. It's just a good exchange. Okay, I'm gonna try and do a little bit of foley work with my mouth. Oh, the yellow, the highlighted ones are me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Step, 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 step. Ding, 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 ding. I have an unconscious chimpanzee in the backseat of my car. Then I uh, suggest that you drive straight to the zoo. But this is a talking chimpanzee, and he tried to kidnap me with a gun. We've got a live one here. Oh. 
This is a chimpanzee, all right. Certainly is a big one. Not doing much talking at the moment, though. <laughs> Scene. So that's my exchange with the police officers. And I just enjoyed it a lot, so I thought it deserved to be acted out. Do you want to do it again in a, in a perfectly natural style? Yeah, let's try to make okay. this as real as possible. I have an unconscious chimpanzee in the backseat of my car. Oh, then I suggest that you drive straight to the zoo. This is a talking chimpanzee, and he tried to kidnap me with a gun. We've got a live one here. Well, this is a chimpanzee, all right. Certainly is a big one. Not doing much talking at the moment, though. Hey, f*** you. Yeah, I just really liked that exchange with the police officers. I thought it was really fun. Um, not as quite as insane as the one you did earlier. So you did kind of steal my thunder a little bit. I'm sorry about but that. But I kind of but stole your thunder bizarre. because you came up with it first. And it's also really bizarre. <laughs> We've gotten the same read before. We've never come up with the same segment, same segment on the same day songs. before. <laughs> Yikes. I think every time we do this segment from now on, we're going to have to play both songs at the same time. Okay, that works for me. Let me. Should we check that and make sure it sounds okay? Just yeah, actually, I'm it. sure it sounds fine. They probably match up perfectly. Okay, I'll do it right now. Take a seat, come on in, we'll play show's about to begin, it's finished, it's Yeah, I think it works. Sounds right. It matches up good. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, good job. This seems like such a good plan to drive this giant talking chimpanzee directly to the police and get help. He's asleep. Just go straight to the police, right? And I mean, of course, you have no them one's going to you, believe but... you. Yeah, but it's too heavy to carry chimpanzees into the... Into the police off- office. Oh, yeah, and they're not going to be office? happy if you drag a chimpanzee into the police office. That's why they call <laughs> police officers. They work out of okay. an office. Work out of an office. Okay, it makes sense. Um, so I look around. After they're not really believing it's a talking chimpanzee. I look around, and I find a, a control box with a flat metal ring. That's how he did it. That's all I really felt against my neck. A little, like, control boxing with a little ring shape. He didn't even have a gun. Time is a flat metal ring. Okay. It's a so, flat... Time is, time is a time is a flat metal ring. Time is a flat metal ring. It's almost there. Do you want to keep workshopping? Just, it? Yeah. Do we have time? Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll cue you up. That might help you a little bit. <clears throat> hey, uh, what's time? Time is a flat metal ring. No, I got nothing. Okay. I'll work on it on my own time. Thank you, though. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we go to page sixty-one. So you got hoodwinked by this talking chimpanzee. Yeah, I did. The chimpanzee is still unconscious when the zoo workers what come. What do you take think him. you're doing in this picture? All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> the chimpanzee is still unconscious when the zoo workers come. Zoo workers come and take him <laughs> off in a big cage. Uh, so this is what happens. Um, nobody believes me. It's a talking chimpanzee because he's still unconscious. So the zoo just takes him. Um, oh I tell them about the person on the lawn who died. Yeah. So the police officers go there. They don't find him. The house is empty, which after what we've seen inside the house, there's no way it could be emptied yeah. by any physical sure. human being. No. But uh, it's unoccupied. There's evidence of an an- that an animal has been inside, and that's it. That's all they find, which makes you just think that the police are probably in on it, right? Yeah. Or they're dirty, at least. Yeah, they're dirty. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Uh, the officer is sure that the telephone company must have gotten some address mixed up, and that's why there's a live telephone line in there. It's It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. It's weird. But, Matt, the following week, guess where I go? I go to the zoo, Jesus. and I have another look at that chimpanzee, because <laughs> I can tell 
And I can tell that he recognizes me because he looks all mad when he sees me. But I feel sorry for him. Oh, look, you're I, very familiar with. I feel sorry for him, though, because I know he can talk. Yeah. But he has nobody to talk to. That is, unless he wants to give himself away. Right. So I wonder, I wonder where the rest of the chimpanzees have gone. No doubt they have a new hideout somewhere. You also wonder if they have claimed any new victims, like that poor man on the lawn. The end. But the real star of this ending is this illustration. Yep. Thank you, Ralph. Which is, it's very good. It's, it's me outside of the cage. It is With bars. With metal bars. Um, there's some tires hanging from some ropes in the background. The chimpanzee is just sitting on the ground, feet out. Dejected. In his destroyed. lap. Like, just completely zoned out. Not looking at anything, just staring kind of down. Just demolished. Absolutely wrecked. And I'm on the outside of the bars with a bag of peanuts. And I'm trying, I'm trying to give him one. I'm like, you want this peanut? I got this peanut. Like, that's <laughs> how I make language, up for what I've done. <laughs> that's how I make up for what I've done to this poor <laughs> sentient being. The body language, the look on your face makes it clear that you know that this offering a peanut is the most <laughs> insulting thing you could do. Possibly But do. you just don't know what else to do in this moment. But you realized you had peanuts and it felt worse to just look at him and eat peanuts. <laughs> Like, so why thought, did well, I buy these peanuts? <laughs> I knew why I came here. I'm not even hungry. I feel sick. Oh, I shouldn't have bought that balloon hat either. What was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a crueler torture than to come to the zoo every week and offer him some peanuts. Oh, hey. Hey, man. Do you want a peanut? No? Well, I'll, I'll eat it. How's, how's things going? You got two tire swings, huh? Just buy yourself in there with two tire swings? <laughs> That's the that's the life, man. I'm jealous of you. Well, I'm off. See you tomorrow. There's also a giant sign on the front of the cage that says "Do not feed the animals," and it's a very it's just a very sad picture. Oh yeah, the back wall of the cage also is like cinder block. Like yep. this is not any sort of enclosure any animal should ever. Be. There's like a little kind of podium ish thing that you can stand up on. That if you remember, oh, it's a circus podium. It's a circus thing, like what an elephant would stand on with one foot, like a big round thing. This is uh, not a zoo. No, <laughs> this is a circus. Yeah, just to, that's not that's not practical. You can reach the tire swings. You don't need that thing to step up on. That's just a reminder to that chimpanzee of its of place. its status and place. Yeah, oh, it's really brutal, very Dark. mean and ugly. Oh, okay, but now we have a big decision to make, Matt. You gonna ask me what it is? Oh yeah, I thought it looked like one will lose. Who will do the better choose? Yes, there can be only one. Who has lost and who has won? Who will have the winning lead? Are you team Chris or our Matt's team? Who will the big winner be? Listen now and you will see. <laughs> this is a pretty tough one. Um I do. I do get this chimpanzee taken care of, but the bad guys kind of all get away if they're bad guys or whatever it is in this reality. I get the I get a leg up on the chimpanzee for sure. Yeah, there's absolutely no justice in your read. This yeah, is not, no, nothing is appropriate here. Yeah, I re- it's just a thing that happens that I regret for the rest of my life. But it's delightfully dark. I mean, it's really awful, just horrible. You become your own grandfather. <laughs> Great great grandfather, I become my own great great grandfather, and I don't think there's any beating that ending is my my position. I'm so demoralized by, by simply <laughs> looking at the illustration of that chimpanzee that I can't argue with you. <laughs> it's true. Becoming your own great great grandfather is perverse, awful, uh, morally bankrupt. 
Um, but just a thing I never thought would happen in a book. It's it's very wonderful. Of all the time travel stuff we've done, yeah. it's never they've never taken that big a swing. No, it's, I think they should never have done it because <laughs> it's too insane. It's got to be its own storyline or something. Yeah. yeah, there should be a whole it's so book. dark and weird. You are your own great great grandfather. Because the problem is that you know, right? You're not existing yeah. in this world with these people. You know a horrible, horrible twisted truth. <laughs> And that makes you the winner this week, Matt. Congratulations. I'm really sorry, because your ending was really fantastic. It, you just lost it by a technicality. Yeah, I will send you. There's no, there's no ending that could have competed with that. Yeah, the becoming uh, your own send, ancestor is an instant win. That's I'll send the uh, trophy over to you. We have a trophy we send back and forth. Oh, my God, it's killing um, me. Yeah, it's great. And it's just great, because just, we got to so really wipe it down every single time. Yeah. And just sending this thing back and forth in the mail. And it is so yes. heavy. It's really, it really costs it's very so expensive. much. We should have picked something else. Well, I mean, we wanted a nice trophy, right? Yeah, you want to look at it and be like, "I deserve that." That's and it rare matters. earth it carries metals. weight in multiple ways. It's a metaphor, mm-hmm. and it's literal. Uh, well, congratulations, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this uh, extremely strange journey we had today <laughs> and experiencing the moment where Matt and I both came up with the same random pop-up segment for our reads, <laughs> like. Which isn't that crazy, except we've been doing this every week for a year. Yeah. And we've never yeah. done that before or anything. <laughs> we've never come up with the same segment before at the same time. It's very strange. Um, or maybe we is have. Is that going to be a remember. thing that happens all the time now? I don't know. If no, it is, I'm going to be worried be about problem. that. Let's just not punish ourselves if we do it, because I can't, I can't handle that. No, no uh, punishment I can't necessary. Handle the anxiety. Okay. Um, but uh, before we go, let's let's why don't we say like a really special thank you to a special let's one of this. our users out there in the user verse. Okay. Please our compliments you see and concrete are constructive criticism. I have one without the other. Why that be no fun? No fun. Sure, it's fun to get a compliment and not be criticized even a little bit. But would we be better people if we got some constructive criticism with our compliments? It's Complies and Concrees. Oh, hey everybody, it's Complies and Concrees. A Compli is a compliment. Concrete is a piece of constructive criticism. Uh... No, I thought if I did a different voice, I'd get through it. <clears throat> oh, it was going um, really you, well. <laughs> I noticed you were totally zoned out, and I was like, "I think I'm doing it." I, it no, I me. didn't want to react because it was going really well, oh, okay, and I was so like, "If was... I if I like react and see uh, and show him that it's going well, he'll yeah. it'll throw him off." Uh, yeah. So the, <laughs> we like to uh, 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 give a, a compliment, a piece of constructive criticism to one uh, one of our our friends on Twitter every week. Um, if you want to be considered, uh, follow us and, and uh, like a thing or, or co- talk to us. We love that uh, if you talk to us. And if you do that, hey, guess what? You're entered, and, and that's great. So now I'm going to use a random number generator to determine who is this week's recipient of Comic Con. Are you doing the drum roll? Or you just, I can't do the drum roll totally because I've that. used up all my plays uh, in the trial <laughs> demo limitations of this software. I if get, I play it again. I, I'm, I said I'd buy that for you for your birthday. I know. I just have, that means I have to click on things. Okay, drumroll. And I don't know if we're going to keep doing this podcast. Uh oh, hey. Okay, this is okay. Nobody's going to believe this. Uh, but 
I'm going to roll with it because I have to. This is how it works. Uh, congratulations to Ad Escape This Podcast at ESC. Oh, this no podcast. way. Did <laughs> number, they actually win it? Number 37, randomly generated number. What? Number 37 at ESC This Podcast. Escape This um, Podcast. <laughs> this is, okay, this works out great. Bill and gonna, Danny. So this yeah. goes for both of them. Yeah, congratulations to uh, Danny and Bill. We, we were uh, uh, very honored to be asked to participate in their podcast. If you haven't listened, you must Go got listen. to catch it up. Is extraordinary and pretty, uh, pretty soon we will be guesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Pretty soon we'll be guesting on an episode, and it was a blast to do. They do escape rooms, audio escape rooms on the podcast, and she comes up with the most awesome rooms. So catch up on the current little arc. It's a really fun time. It's great. A bunch, ten escape rooms in a, a story arc, and it's so fun. Uh, we had a great time. They have we were guests for some reason, but they have guests like Neil Patrick Harris, Jason Ritter. Um, really amazing people, and, and like super lots fun of to listen people to. who are any like anybody who's like done lots of cool stuff yeah. in the escape room world yeah. is, uh, has been on that podcast. It's really fun to listen to. And I was so scared and anxious to do it, and they made it so fun. It was great. So, uh, so that's part one of cool news. Uh, we'll we'll be in the tenth episode of that thing. You should go catch up on right now. Um, but also, uh, they will be hopefully um joining us on our next episode. Yeah. So next week you could uh, get to know uh, Danny and Bill and escape this podcast as they join us for a read. So that's going to be completely awesome. Um, so this is amazing that we got to combine these two things. <laughs> that's hilarious. That <laughs> so let me get my really 20. Fake. It seems, really, seems really, really fake. fake. I promise. I rolled the thing. And did... <laughs> All right, I got my 20 sided guy and we are going to find out uh, a compli. Let's get a compli specifically written for everyone. Uh, sorry, I'm still just rolling. No, no. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, you are super good at seeing shooting stars. If someone tells you that you just missed one, they are lying. <laughs> wow. That's good to know because people because... will try to do that. They'll try to like make you feel worse about yourself and make themselves feel better by being like, I saw the shooting star. Oh, yeah. you just missed it. I'm sorry. Yeah. They try to gaslight you, although it's called starlighting in this in, the, in this case. They try to that joke you. You was so starlight. good. <laughs> we have to write that joke down and put it like, on the internet in text form. <laughs> so way I to go. Like way to go, you guys, being so good at seeing shooting stars. So here's a little piece of constructive criticism. No big deal. No big deal. It applies specifically to everyone individually. I'm gonna do that again. No. Nope. Yep. There is a cat in your backyard, and it is mean. It's not yours, and it's not your responsibility. But Jesus, it mean. <laughs> and people, a lot of people think it is yours. Yeah, because like, it just likes to hang out in your backyard. <laughs> and like, look, it's fine for now. Do you know what I mean? It's fine for now, but eventually people are going to know you guys as yeah the people with that really mean cat. Their the it's not the their cat. cat. It's not their fault, but they it's back there. And when a pet is that mean, people assume things pet. about the owners. I know, but I'm saying they think it is. Some Maybe. people might think it is, but this again is not your responsibility. No, right? It's not your job to police what other people absolutely think about not. It's you. ridiculous. Just a heads up, though, and also just don't go out there without your shoes on. Yeah, don't go out there. Just don't go out just there. Don't go out there, period. The it's, not, it's not worth it. So, uh, hey, thank you uh, for for inviting us on your podcast and coming on our podcast. And thank you for being so wonderful and great. And everybody, go listen. 
Go. to escape this podcast because it is an absolute delight. It's a perfect time to dive in on them because they've got tons yeah. of episodes, huge back catalogs. So oh just gosh. like go for the ride. It is worth it. And um, join us on Twitter. We're at Finish It Pod. We're on Instagram too, at Finish It Pod. We have stuff on YouTube. We did a live stream of our last sad pizza party, personal punishment size. Um, and if you did. go to YouTube and you look at the thumbnail, you can see our faces as we're attempting <laughs> to figure out if it's working or not. And it is exactly what our faces look like for six hours leading up to that. <laughs> and it's not cool. Uh, it's not great. No, no, not great. We've got a lot to learn about live streaming, but we're, we're going to do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we'll try to get our music updated on SoundCloud because we make so much darn music, including yeah. two segment songs <laughs> for the exact same segment. Um, which you can just oh, listen to on a so dumb. loop. <laughs> um, and we'll be back <laughs> next week uh, getting even deeper into that House of D. Maybe. To find all just, the D. No, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a just really... Just two brothers on a quest to find all the D. <laughs> well, if you say it like all that. All right, House, give up all that D. <laughs> give up the D. D is my middle name. So join us for that. Until then, take care to keep your business drier than yourself. <laughs>